Mr. Officer, Mr. Officer, you will leave here today in handcuffs before we're going on a date, sir. <laughs> I will leave here today in handcuffs before I let you take me on a date. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? So I had a scenario today. <laughs> I had a scenario today. Um, first of all, welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who wants to who wants to get a behind the scene, fly on the wall type of insight on the entrepreneurs that you see killing it in business every single day. And I want to be clear with you guys: this is not necessarily an interview style uh, podcast. This is a conversational po- conversational style. Nope, no, hell no. We're starting all of this over. <laughs> Start this over, Reese. <laughs> I got tongue twisted in a mug. <laughs> you better not keep it. I need to see that button be pressed and pressed again. <laughs> but you can put this, save this for the Patreon. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm good. I do not trust you. <laughs> I do not trust you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. You guys, where you get to see a behind-the-scenes, fly-on-the-wall type perspective of entrepreneurs who are out here killing it. My name is Donnie Wiggins, and today I am coming to you with another solo episode. We have so much to talk about today. Um, but first, I want to kind of go into uh, my morning. I had one of those mornings, you guys, where, number one, I woke up late. Woke up late. The outfit that I had planned in my imagination just did not work out the way that it should work out. And I'm going through my morning, a lot's happening, and I get a phone call from a friend of mine. And I'm on my way to the studio to film today's episode, and I get this phone call from a friend of mine, and he's sharing with me a situation that happened to him that could have went in a totally different direction, like literally could have cost him his freedom, but he was spared. And I said, wow, you know, how how did that happen? Like, how did you make it through that? And he said it was nothing but God. And so we're on the phone and we're spending a few moments, like literally praising God. And we're talking about how good God has been in his life and how good God has been in my life and the calling that must be on his life for this thing. Like, this is a thing that nobody makes it out of, right? And I can't give too many details about it, but this is a thing that People just don't make it out of. Like, it will literally cost you your freedom. And he made it through. And he was so thankful. He was so grateful. He was unaware that it was even a potential situation. So we're just really giving thanks to God. And we're talking about the calling that must be on his life and what he must be purposed to do. And as we're having this conversation, I'm driving. I'm on the highway, not yet on the interstate. I'm on the highway And I am driving 73 miles per hour in a 55. And there's a straightaway for just a minute where I'm going really, really fast. And then the street kind of curves a little bit. And as soon as the street curves, there's a police officer on the other side of that curve. And he's got his radar pointing behind him so he can get cars like me that are coming up to pass him. He's on a motorcycle. And I swear, as soon as I saw his foot hit that kickstand... I knew it was a wrap, so I immediately just slow down and start getting over. So I get over. He comes, you know, to the side of my vehicle on the passenger side because we're off on the shoulder. He comes to the side of my vehicle, 
And he says, uh, you know, good morning. And I said, good morning. And he goes, uh, I pulled you over because I clocked you doing 73 in a 55. And I said, I understand. I simply just said with a smile on my face, I understand. Like, I had no time for the fluff. I had no time for the sob story. It's just, hey, look, I understand. And he's like, can I get your ID? And I said, yeah. And he's like, so why are you driving so fast? Are you running late for work? I said, I am, in fact, running late for work. It's been one of those mornings. But, officer, I have no excuse. So I fully understand the consequences of my actions. And he's like, well, I should be able to get you out here, out of here pretty quickly. Let me just run your ID. He goes to his, his motorcycle. He runs my ID, but he's back there for a minute. He's back there for what seems to be like almost 10 minutes, but in reality it's more like six, seven minutes. And I see him on like this iPad-like device or whatever, and he's just swiping and looking and swiping and looking, and I'm like, what's going on? You know, why is this taking so long? I'm starting to think like in my mind, it immediately goes like, oh crap, do I have some unpaid tickets? Is there a bench warrant out for my arrest or something? Like, am I getting in trouble? Like, did he find something in this? I'm just going to go check your ID real quick. And I'm nervous. Like I'm panicking. My heart is racing because in my past, I have been pulled over for a simple speeding ticket and your girl ended up in jail. Because I had bench warrants for like unpaid speeding tickets or things like that. And so I'm getting really nervous and he comes back to the car. I text my team and I let them know, hey, I've been pulled over. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be super late. And he comes back to the car and he's like, Miss Wiggins, um, you seem like a nice, respectable lady. And I'm going to let you go this time with a warning. And I'm like, thank you, officer, so much. And he's like, I have a question for you, though. While I was back there waiting on your ID to run, I was looking up your car. And he's like, I've never seen this vehicle before. So I Googled your car and wow, can I ask what you do? And I said, well, I am a podcaster and I'm a business coach. And he's like, well, what does that mean? And I said, I help entrepreneurs who are struggling in their businesses or looking to scale their businesses find solutions that they need to take their business to the next level. And he says, oh, I'm trying to start a business. And I said, oh, wow, okay, well, fantastic. You know, tell me a little bit about your business. He said, never mind my business. I just want to know, can you tell me about the car? And I'm like, well, um, you know, I, I love the car. It's nice. He's like, I don't, I don't, I, I've never seen this car before. I'm super excited. And it's to the point, he's so excited. I'm like, you want to drive it? Like, you want to go for a ride around the block or something? <laughs> and he's like, could I? Uh, no, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't go for this ride around the block. So we're talking about the car. He's telling me about his dream car, which is a Corvette. And we're just having a really pleasant conversation. This is an older white officer. Um, and and he's, he ends up being a really nice guy. And we have a good talk. He has me pulled over for about 25 minutes. And the conversation went so well. He was letting me off without, you know, a ticket. I offered to buy him a coffee. Here's where it gets interesting. I said, sir, I don't know if this is legal or not, but you've been so kind to me this morning and you've extended grace. You could have given me a ticket because that's your job. And I fully understand that I was breaking the law. I was speeding. Can I buy you a coffee? And he said, sure, you absolutely you can. And I said, do I send it to your cash app or 
uh, you know, how, how do we do this? I don't have cash on me. Can I send it to your cash app? And his face just goes down. It's like, oh, oh. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. Is that not legal? Is that not allowed? And he's like, well, I can have a coffee with you after hours when I'm off shift. Mr. Officer, Mr. Officer, you will leave here today in handcuffs before we're going on a date, sir. <laughs> I will leave here today in handcuffs before I let you take me on a date. But I realized that he, he went, he, in our conversation, he was talking about how people are so mean during traffic stops and how I was so refreshing and so nice and I didn't try to get out of it. And he thought that my energy was so refreshing that there was a lack of clarity around what my intention was versus what his perception was and maybe even what his intention was. I was just being really grateful for this officer not costing me more time, not giving me a ticket, not having me have to show up to court or sending money to pay a ticket, and most importantly, not having my insurance premium increase because I was doing 73 in the 55. And he took my niceness as, oh, maybe she's flirting. She offered to buy me a coffee. I'll take a coffee, but I have to do it when I'm off. Maybe we can meet at the coffee shop. So anyway, uh, I got his precinct information, and I told him that I would send him and his officers, his partners, uh, coffee next week. It's, it's going on the weekend. So I told him that I would send them uh, coffee next week. So there is that, you guys. I got out of a speeding ticket. I was started my morning praising God, thanking God, been really, really heavy about showing gratitude and expressing gratitude. Went into a conversation with a friend of mine where we were doing the same thing. Uh, his life was just significantly blessed, and I consider this a significant blessing as well. So I say that to say two things. Number one, express gratitude in all things. Even when I woke up this morning, I woke up late, didn't know what I was going to wear. My outfit that I had planned in my head didn't work out. I was still grateful. I still hopped in that shower. I still said my prayer. I still thanked God for the things that he is allowing me to accomplish in this life, for the things that he is allowing me to experience in this life. Hopped in the car, got on the phone with my friend. We're doing the same thing. And he gets out of a situation. I get out of a speeding ticket. And there is that. And the second thing is clarity, being super, super clear in the message that you are putting out so that there is no confusion, which brings me to today's lesson. I've been having phone calls, Bree, with um, entrepreneurs all week. So, you know, back in my company, I am back taking phone calls. Um, and I'm really loving it because it's helping me to understand what entrepreneurs really, really need in this time. And it's a really relevant topic because what people needed to grow in 2020 when business was just taking off is a little different now than what they're needing in this moment. Like business really looks different. And so I've been on the phone with entrepreneurs and hearing their struggles. And I'm talking about entrepreneurs who are just getting started as well as entrepreneurs who have growth and they're looking to scale. It's one thing that every single person, 100% of these entrepreneurs were missing in their business. And that one thing is clarity. Let's get into it. So I want to talk today about uh, why you don't have clarity in your business right now, like why you're struggling so much. Why are you struggling so much to build the business that you want to build? After all, you have the talent, you have the skill set, 
Um, you have the desire. Maybe you even have the work ethic. Maybe there are people who are doing what you want to be doing at a higher level than you, meaning they're making more money than you. They have more customers than you. But in the back of your mind, I know you feel it because I felt it. In the back of your mind, you're saying, but I'm better than them at this. I do this in a better way. My idea would crush it if I could just get it out there and build the business. But you're stuck in your head. And let me tell you something. If you are an entrepreneur and you are finding yourself stuck in your own way, stuck in your own head, the number one reason why is a lack of clarity about some major component in your business. So I want to talk about today six major components of brand clarity. There are many more than six major components, but we're going to talk about the six major components that I come across often. And if you had these components in place, it would probably serve you in a way that you're at least able to move. You're not stuck. You're not staying paralyzed on an idea. You're not dealing with imposter syndrome. You're not able, you're not, not able to put your out, out, offer out there and communicate a message. So let's get into it. Six components of brand clarity. Number one is your target audience. And this is in no particular order, okay? So number one is your target audience. Getting really, really clear on who you serve and why you serve them. Let me share something with you about your target audience that should set you free. And you can literally log off and, and go get to work right now. Your target audience is typically a version of who you are or who you have been. And I don't care what industry you're in, right? It's usually associated to an interest of yours or an experience of yours or a time of life that you have experienced, right? So for example, if you are going into the coaching, consulting, course creation space like me, then your target audience is likely a version of a person that you've been in the past, something that you've overcome. So I am a business development coach. I'm a business development coach because I have now been developing businesses for more than 10 years. And I've been doing so successfully and helping other people do it. But I know the struggles. I've built business from rock bottom. I've built business with a little bit of money in my account. So I understand fully the way to build business if we're having to bootstrap this thing. And I understand the difference in what we can do if we have a little money to play with to build business. And so I understand that my ideal client, uh, when we're talking about brand new entrepreneurs, is someone who's struggling, number one, to have clarity. They don't know. They don't even know what they offer, let alone who they serve. You're someone like me who you have all these ideas. You've been uh, nicknamed the jack of all trades or the Jill of all trades. You're so good at so many different things. And you just need to really get clear on the one idea that you at least need to start with first. You're somebody who you're not building a business just to get money. You're building a business because you're really looking for fulfillment in your life. You're looking for some type of significance in your life. Like, I understand this about you. I understand that you're a woman and you're a man. I understand that you could be someone in my audience. You could be 25 years old because I was 25 years old trying to figure it out. Or you could be in your 40s. You could be in your 50s because I've worked with individuals now over the last 10 plus years and helping them to get really clear and achieve their business goals. I understand fully who my target audience is. I understand fully who I'm serving. Now I'm going to ask you, and it doesn't matter if you're in the coaching space, consulting space, you could be in the apparel industry for all I care. I'm thinking about two brands right now in retail, in apparel, and I'm thinking about, um, 
the support black college brand owned by a good friend of mine, Corey Arvinger. And I'm thinking about Milano Di Rouge owned by a friend of mine, uh, Milan. And both of these brands are doing major numbers. I mean, they are doing major numbers. I don't know the whole net worth of the support black college brand, but I know that Milan uh, Milano Di Rouge's line has done more than $75 million in her business model. And somebody would say, wow, she doesn't have any commercials. I don't see that she's running any ads. I'll actually have to ask her that. But what I do see is that she has been able to zone in on her ideal audience, just like Corey has been able to do in his own brand, right? Let me tell you what I love about Support Black Colleges. Well, Support Black Colleges is a brand that's been founded by a gentleman who actually graduated from an HBCU. He understands the experience. He understands the pride in attending and graduating from an HBCU. Corey has figured out how to leverage his experience with the pride that he had for school and understanding that other students who attend HBCUs have that same pride. You will see him wear his clothes every single day. Almost 90% of the time, he is wearing his own brand. He is selling clothes to people who are a version of himself. He was a DJ back in the day, and so he's really he's got a lot of people in the music industry wearing his clothes. He also is a fantastic basketball player, so he's got a lot of people in the sports industry uh, buying his clothes. But you would think Support Black Colleges, the small concept would say, oh, let me just sell this to students. But the bigger picture, someone who understands their audience would say, wait a minute, not only would students wear this, but people who have never even gone to college but support the mission of, a, of an HBCU would wear this. They're sporty like me. They're creative like me. They're musically inclined like me. They're fashionable like me. That's that brand. So looking at your own clothing brand, are you representing – the type of customer that you actually desire to be. And let's look at Milan, on the other hand, CEO and founder of Milano de Rouge. You will not see an Instagram picture of her not wearing her own brand. And then on her stories, on her business page, on her business page's stories, you're going to see them highlighting women and men alike that are wearing her clothes. But if you actually get into the understanding of the type of person that's wearing her brand, you're going to see a bunch of women on her page that she's sharing. And I see that in the comments often is saying, oh, wow, she looks just like you. Oh, you guys could be sisters. Why? She's uh, she understands fully who her target audience is. It's people who want to dress like her. It's people who want to be fly. It's people who want to be able to live life on their own terms. It's people, as she called them, uh, that are dreamers. These are people who are out here and they want to support a black brand. They want to support other dreamers of the world. I wear her clothes very often, but Milan and I have so much in common, right? Do you understand your ideal audience and can you see yourself as being a version currently or previously of the people that you're currently serving? And if not, then that is a huge reason why you lack clarity. You're trying to serve an audience that you are unfamiliar with, okay? You're trying to serve an audience that you are unfamiliar with. Now, let me also say this. There will be business models which you are trying to just, uh, your goal is to just make money, right? It's not attached to a passion. It's not attached to any type of fulfillment. You are just trying to make money. 
Uh, and that's going to be your business models like uh, just selling random products that are top sellers this week on Amazon, right? A lot of FBA businesses, things like that. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that business model. It's just not the conversation that we're having today. This conversation is for people who are building their brand and you're, you're sold out for it. You're really passionate about it. Not to say that you can't be passionate about those things, but I believe in business, you're either building out of purpose, passion, talent, skill set, or you're building out of need. You just want the money. Like this is just, this is a money thing for you. And that is totally fine. I have owned both and both of them are profitable. Okay. Number two, you're not clear about your offer. So now you are, you, you understand who you serve, but now that you understand who you serve, we might have to go back to the offer and say, is this what they're really looking for? Or am I serving what I think? Am I offering what I think people need? And this is where a lot of entrepreneurs are making mistakes. Don't be that entrepreneur who's trying to force your idea of what you think people need onto them. Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of a result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client. Great news is that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news is just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now without going in and doing actual market research. Let me say this again. Don't be that entrepreneur who's out here trying to force your idea of what you think people need, especially if it's not selling, especially if it's not getting any kind of result. You need to rely heavily on market research and what your audience is saying they need from you. Okay, we got it. We're clear, right? Great. So the offer is really important. And if you already have a customer base, even if you don't, if you have some type of social media presence, just go and ask people what they need. So, for example, sometimes when I'm on my way to film the Full Transparency podcast or I'm on my way to film the Social Proof podcast, you will see me get on live on my Instagram page. You'll see me get on live. And if, you, if, if you're not following me there, go ahead and do that. Donnie Wiggins underscore D-O-N-N-I-W-I-G-G-I-N-S underscore. You'll probably see immediately what I'm talking about. I will get on a live and I will ask people, what do you need from me today? What do you need the conversation to be about? What do you need to learn? How do you need to be inspired? How do you need to be empowered to make a move? You guys are unclear about your offer because you haven't asked people what they need, right? So if you are going into the coaching and, and consulting space, ask people what they're missing. Where's the deficiency? What do they need to learn? If you're going into apparel, ask people what they like. Are you guys feeling t-shirts and hoodies right now? Or are we into bodysuits and athleisure wear? Like, ask people what they want. And I promise you, if you ask the right questions, you're going to get the answer. But you have to make sure you are connecting your offer to, number three, the result. The result, Right? You need to get really, really clear on what your result is. So I can't just walk around and tell people, oh, yeah, I'm a business coach. I help entrepreneurs 
uh, grow their business. I help entrepreneurs in their business. That's not really telling people what I do. I help entrepreneurs in three major components, three major ways, three major categories. It's the start phase, the grow phase, and the scale phase. So it's very clear. I help entrepreneurs start, grow, and scale their businesses, right? What is the result? Well, if you're working with me in the start phase, you've started your business. If you're working with me in the growth phase, you've moved past the start phase and you've grown your business. And growth for me means that we're making consistent revenue. Most likely it's been able to replace your full-time paycheck, right? And then the scale phase means that we're moving up into the seven figures. So we're very, very clear on what that offer is. What is it for you? So you can't just be a confidence coach without understanding the results. Sure, I can help you gain more confidence, but for for what? Are you helping entrepreneurs gain more confidence? Are you helping uh, women who are newly divorced gain more confidence? Are you helping men who have uh, just recently... Uh, gotten out of a bad relationship, gain more confidence? Are you helping men who uh, feel like they're not desirable by other women gain more confidence? Are you a dating coach? Is your goal to help people just date or is your goal to help people get married? Are you uh, a clothing brand and your goal is just to sell fly clothes or are your goals to help people discover their own image and re re reimagine themselves through your clothes? What is the experience like, right? Which brings me to number four getting very clear on the experience you wish your your customer to have. Getting very, very clear on the experience you wish your customer or client to have. What does that look like? They, do they get direct access to you? Do they uh, get a nicely packaged box once they become your client or customer? How do they feel? What do they think of you? What do you think of them? Let's get really clear on the experience that we want people to have. Some business models are just, Here's the website, you pay me the money, you get the delivery of your offer, right? But what if you took it a step further? So one of the things that I like to do and I like to have my clients do is don't just sell them the course. Let's just say it's a course. Don't just sell the course. Don't just have the website and then they make a purchase and then they get the deliverables and if they, uh, if they finish the course, they finish the course. If they don't, they don't. Let's actually be different. Let's have let's have a point of difference, which is another one. But let's let's just be different in a way that we're following up and we're checking up on them. That's the that's a part of the experience that they will have with you when they get that text message that says, oh, hey, Reese, I saw that you purchased the course 30 days ago. How's it going? How's it going? That's a part of the customer or client experience that they will have with you and just get clear on what that looks like. Right now, you may be in a stage in your business where you don't have a whole lot of team. You're a solopreneur. So the experience needs to be very basic, but but the experience needs to be very, very basic in a way where it's just purchase, delivery, access. But make sure that experience is executed very well, meaning make sure that people are not getting their merchandise late. They're not getting access to your programs late. They're not having to email 5,000 times before they get what they need. Make sure that even in that basic experience is delivered with excellence. But as you start to grow and your team starts to grow, then you're going to be in a position to create new experiences, which brings me to number five, your point of difference. Your point of difference, meaning... How do you stand out? How do you stand out? Be honest right now. It feels like in your industry, everybody is doing it. 
in the industry that you want to be in, you're second guessing yourself because, oh, everybody is doing that. Let me not do it because everybody else is doing it. And the truth of the matter is everybody is not doing it. Out of the billions of people that we have on in, in this world, the majority of the people that are in the United States are living paycheck to paycheck. So that says to you that even if a lot of people that you know are doing something, there's not a lot of people doing it the way that you could be doing it, right? So what is your point of difference? Is it that email sequence that you have following up on your customer? Is it that that customer that gets an email from you that says, hey, I saw that you brought our Donnie dress today, Send us a picture. Let me see how you look in it. Is it that? And then y'all, your team is actually taking those pictures that come in and they're posting it to the social media and shouting that person out and say, oh, you look good, girl. Do your thing. What is your point of difference? I would rather shop with the brand that's interested in how I'm enjoying their, their merchandise rather than one that's just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, single transaction and we're done. I don't hear from them again until they're promoting another offer, another new release or another promo, right? So think about how you can stand out and how you can be different. And let me say, when you're thinking about your point of difference, it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. You're already paying for the email database. You're already paying for that. Send those people an email. Send those people an email. But if you have a little bit extra in your budget and it allows it, then send them a text. Because you pay per text, right? I get that. I understand. You send them a text. Let me tell you something. With an apparel brand specifically, there's a huge difference between showing someone an outfit on just a flat lay surface, meaning how you might just see the clothes, but nobody's wearing them. They're just laid out, right? On a white background, a gray background, a black background. There's a big difference between that and you hopping in those clothes and you turning the angles and showing them what it looks like. You know my favorite thing about online clothing stores right now? are the ones who understand that tall girls need to know if these things are going to be long enough. Will these pants reach my ankles, right? So I am really loving the boutique owners, the apparel brands that are taking the time to measure the inseam and include that in their description. That's a point of difference because most people don't. Most brands don't. Most boutiques are not doing that. And so you end up ordering this product. You end up ordering these pants, this, this, this apparel. It doesn't fit, and it costs you more money to send it back than the item was worth in the first place. That's a point of difference. That is a point of difference, okay? All right, that was number five. Um, next is the messaging. Number six is going to be the messaging. And this is really, really important. This is really, really important. You have to not only understand who you serve and how you serve them and what you're serving them, but you also need to understand how to communicate with them. Meaning, spend some time really understanding how to communicate your message, how to put words out there that your target audience resonates with, right? So, for example, um, I was talking to my homegirl, uh, Marketing by Monray. Shout out to Marketing by Monray. I just did her podcast, and I was talking to her. She has a really dope podcast out right now called Ghetto CEO. And if you know Marketing by Monray, Marketing by Monray is really, really Southern. She's got that twang. And, girl, she talked like this, and she is just loud and in your face. And she is always so excited. Like, this is marketing by Monray. And we were talking about the feel of her brand. And I was looking at the description of one of her YouTube videos. And the YouTube video said something like, 
This episode is going to knock your socks off. You'll be blown away. This invigorating interview with this entrepreneur who is this and that and the other. And I'm like, girl, who wrote that? (laughs) And we just busted out laughing because sometimes we delegate things in a means to get the work out and get it done. But everything in your brand needs to communicate in the voice of the of the way that your audience needs to receive it. And sometimes that's not your voice. My brand is 100% my voice. And anybody who comes into my team, Brianna will tell you, honey, every single time she drops a caption on the full transparency page, I'm like, nope, look, I went in there, I edited that, that caption, and I want you to look at what you did versus what I did because I am training my team even to communicate in my voice. Like when Deja is handling customer service emails, there are scripts, there's language, like this is how we respond. So Donnie Wiggins is a hey, hey type of person. Hey, hey, you guys. Hey, hey, CEO, blah, 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 blah. This is how we communicate. We're hey, hey's around here, right? We leave hearts and smiley faces around here. Like I had to tell Bree so many times, like we're a very friendly but direct brand. Didn't I just tell you that yesterday? I literally just told you that yesterday. We are a friendly but direct brand. And It's in the messaging, like everything needs to read friendly, but don't play with me. Friendly, but don't play with me, right? That's the tone of my brand, meaning for the entrepreneurs who I am looking to attract, my target audience, my target audience is not the entrepreneur who needs to be convinced to do the work. They are not the entrepreneur who needs to be begged to show up. They are not the entrepreneur that I have to put out an APB on because you haven't shown up for your Q&A or your coaching session or I notice you're not doing the work. My target audience is somebody like me. They are sick and tired of being sick and tired. They have had enough of this shit, quite frankly, and they are ready to do the work. Coach, if you put me in the game and tell me what the play is, I'm going to run it. That's my target audience. Friendly, but direct. So I communicate that in all of my messaging. My messaging says, hey, schedule a free call so we can determine how I can work with you, but don't don't schedule that call if you're not ready. My messaging says, hop on a call with me, but if you're more than five minutes late, your call will be canceled. It's, it's, a, it's a don't play with me. Why are these things in that way? Well, because I am assessing the readiness of that entrepreneur. I need you to know that you don't just pay me to coach you and I show up when you're underperforming. I need you to know that if you are underperforming, I will exit you from my program, right? And that, and that just is what it is. However, I communicate that in a very friendly and direct way that people respect. Maybe 80% of the phone calls that I actually have have the ability to take, uh, when, I, when I ask them, why are you looking to work with me or why are you looking to be a part of one of my programs, about 80% of those responses are something along the lines of, Donnie, I appreciate that you're not a coddler and you are very direct in your messaging. Like you're loving, I can tell that you really, really want us to win, but you're not playing any games. And I love that. Thank you for knowing who I am, because that is the absolute truth. Why is it? Well, I allowed myself to be in situations where people were giving me so much grace and so much leniency in the younger days of my life, in the earlier parts of my life. It's like I had so much time and I'm free and I'm figuring it out and I show up and I'm inconsistent and I'm this this day and this that next day. And I wasn't getting the result. In fact, I hit rock bottom a couple of times. It was not until 2011 
when I had the opportunity to meet someone who was not playing those same games with me. My very first mentor, my very first mentor, he didn't have to say it. It was just in his movement. It was in the way he moved and the way he carried himself that told me I can't play with this guy's time. If I get time on his calendar, I better be ready. I need to have my questions ready and prepared. I need to come back to the next conversation with some type of progress since our previous conversation. And let me tell you something. I hit rock bottom like over and over and over again up until that point, up until maybe 2011. From 2011 on, it's been upward and upward and upward and upward. So that's a clue for me. Okay, okay, I see. I had been involved in a circle and I had had people um, giving me suggestions and advice that were granting me way too much leniency, way too much leniency. But I come across this person who's not playing that, who's not having it, who's not hearing it. And that's what was required for me to begin to get my stuff together on a different level. And remember, I said that my target audience is a previous version or current version of myself. So I understand that you don't want to be coddled. You are sick and tired of being sick and tired. You have hit rock bottom way too many times. You've been stuck for far too long, and you're ready to get this thing jumping. You're looking for motion. We're looking for motion around here, baby. So what does that messaging look like? And I want you to actually, this, that, the messaging is something that you're going to have to test, right? So if you are very uh, urban in your tone, but very proper and professional in your website, in your ads, in your emails, then you're probably not getting the open rates or the click-through rates that you want because it's inauthentic to who you are. If you like, you know, if you're like, hey, what up, my nina, but on, on your, in your ads, it's like, hi, I'm Donnie Wiggins and I'm uber professional. I am here to serve you and serve you well. That is not authentic. But if that is your authentic self, then you can't on the flip side be like, yo, what up? <laughs> you just, you can't do that, right? You have to understand who you're talking to and how they need to receive the information. I can't talk to teenagers in a high school the same way I talk to adults. I'm a little too direct with teenagers. They think I'm mean. They think I'm a, a five-letter B word, right? So you have to give them tough love in a different kind of way, but it's not like I'm going to cut you off tough love and exile you from all communication. I can't do that with teenagers. I fully understand that. So I understand that audience and how they need to receive the information. How do you understand your audience? How do you know what they need to receive from you? Well, what are they responding to? What tone from you are they responding to the most? Simply when you make an Instagram post or when you go live, what's the communication like? How do they speak? This is when you start to get into the, the nitty gritty of understanding your audience on a whole other level, meaning I don't just want to know why you do business with me. I know what y'all doing in y'all's free time. I know. I know what y'all are doing in y'all's free time. I know my audience is reading books. They're watching podcasts. They're going to conferences. They are traveling. They are sitting somewhere in their head. They are wanting badly, profusely, right? They are, they are, they are begging for the opportunity to get into their circle. So they're going to higher end restaurants, a little higher end than the last one that they went to. They're dreaming. They're driving through neighborhoods, looking at potential homes that they want to live in in the future. They're looking at cars on the lot. They're studying. I know what y'all are doing. Do you know what your ideal audience is doing? 
If you have an apparel brand, do you know where they're wearing these clothes to? Where are they wearing it? Do they have children? Are these moms that need to be a little bit more comfortable or dads that are super athletic and sporty? Like, what do you know about your audience when you understand more than just, I have a shirt, I have a course, I have a program, and you understand who the people are that you serve? See, the whole point of your offer is to help your customer get a result. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. The entire point of your offer is to help your ideal customer get the result that they were looking for, whether it's to look great at their special event, whether it's to stay fly on a day-to-day, whether it's to be comfortable on a day-to-day, whether it's to gain confidence, improve their relationship, be better parents, be better people, be better business owners, uh, be more scholarly. Whatever it is, your role, your offer is designed to help somebody get a result. And let me give you a tip. The more people you help get what what they want, the faster and larger you'll get what you want. You'll get what you want faster. You'll get more of what you want faster. You'll get so much that it will blow your mind simply by helping people get what they want. So we're delivering quality. We're delivering experience. Our standard is excellence. Don't miss that part. We are delivering quality. We are delivering quality. Our standard is excellence. Make your standard be excellence. So therefore, when you are putting policies in place, when you're choosing your customers, when you're choosing what you offer, when you're determining what that result is, is it in alignment with excellence? I didn't say perfection. I said excellence. Is what you're doing right now in your business and the way that you're doing it in alignment with excellence? And if it's not, that's largely a part of why you're not getting sales, why why you're not getting new prospects, why you're not getting new leads, why you don't have repeat business because the experience with you was out of order and it was way beneath anybody else's standard of excellence. All right. So if you've been struggling in your business, hopefully these six components Uh, of brand clarity will help you figure out, like identify, oh, okay, I get it. This is me. I didn't spend enough time here. I didn't think through this enough. I didn't do enough research in this area or my messaging is completely out of alignment for my audience or the result that that my offer is getting is not really even what they need or I have the right offer. I'm offering the right result, but the audience that I've been seeking is not ready. This is not the right audience. These are the things that you want to go back to the table and consider. And when you, when, as you're listening through this and you're taking notes and you're seeing yourself in the information, drop down below in the comments for me, which component of brand clarity have you been lacking or that you need to improve in? Which one have you not paid any attention to at all? Tell me where you are. The comments that you leave, guys, helps me to understand what you need from me. This is my market research. This is me understanding my audience. So definitely go into the comments and tell me which component you've been struggling with, which component you've been completely ignoring, which component you didn't even know that you needed to think about. Share that with me. Don't forget also, even if you watch this on YouTube, go over into the audio platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those, uh, Google Play, and subscribe to the podcast there. Leave me a five-star review. Now, if, you're, if your review isn't five-star, keep your little funky review, okay? Only, do, only take extra time, extra 30 seconds out of your day if you're ready to leave me a five-star review on all of the other podcast platforms. And leave a comment here. Let me know how you resonated with this episode. I got a couple of things for you real quick. 
If you are an entrepreneur and you're like, you know what, I've had enough. I need to get to that 2011 Donnie where she had a coach and a mentor and all these things that began to change her life. And you want to know if there's an opportunity for us to work together, go to my website, www.sixfigureedu.com. The call is free for us to determine if there's an opportunity and in what capacity we can work together. On the flip side of that, you already know you want to be in the coaching, consulting, or course creation space. You just need help thinking through that and getting your six components of brand clarity in place. Schedule a call. Same link, www.sixfigureedu. That's the word spelled out, S-I-X, figureedu.com. And if you are struggling really, really badly with your messaging, you've got these things figured out. You just don't know what to say. You don't know how to convert people from being a follower on social media to a customer in your back office. Then maybe it's just a simple tweak of how you're communicating who you are, who you serve, what you do to your audience. I have a service for service-based entrepreneurs, very important, service-based entrepreneurs. You help somebody get some type of a transformation. It's called Post to Pay. It's where I send you three text messages directly to your phone every single day. These are uh, text messages of post prompts for you to put up on Instagram, like the captions. If you read my captions, you know my captions stay lit, right? My posts are highly shared because my captions always resonate with my ideal audience, and I want to help you be able to do the same thing. I send you three post prompts every single day of exactly what you need to post on your social media. The cool thing is that you can even use those, uh, repurpose those into emails, just elaborate a little bit. You can shorten them and send them as text messages. Whatever the case may be, post to paid is $37 a month at this time. All you have to do is text me at 404-737-2767. Text the words post to paid. Again, that's 404-737-2767. This has been another amazing episode of Full Transparency. I hope it served you the way that it served me. I am out.